Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From their studio in the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's the Boomer and the Babe Show with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Join Pete and Deborah and their guests as they give voice to 78 million baby boomers from coast to coast and border to border. Now here are the Boomer and the Babe, Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. And welcome to the Boomer and the Babe Show. This is Pete Peters. Deborah Brown is on assignment, as, as they say in the big-time national network things when the host isn't there, but we're going to use that, too, here today for our blog talk show. Uh, she's working with some of our clients today, some of the publishing activities that, that we're involved in. She takes care of that side of the business, and she's busy doing that today. Today, by the way, is March 6th, 2013. It's a Wednesday. It's 11 o'clock here in Phoenix, Arizona, 10 o'clock on the West Coast, and 1 o'clock, wrapping up lunch on the East Coast. And we hope that everybody that's listening will enjoy today's show, uh, as your indications have been that you've enjoyed most of the shows that we've done. Uh, keep in mind that we do more than just this radio show. We also uh, do some book publishing, and we work with authors to get their book up, uh, be it a self-published book, or be it a, a mini-book or an e-book. Uh, that's what Deborah's working on today and with a couple of our authors. So uh, that's a big part of what the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated does. We also have other shows that are on our network. We have the Ron Naraki Wealth DNA Show. We have Jody DeVere with the Ask Patty Automotive Advice for Women Show. We have the Straight Down the Middle Golf Show every Thursday morning at 9 o'clock Arizona time. Deborah does her show, Pathways to Wisdom, approximately once a month and uh, we also have another show called Success or Failure that's on once a month on our network here on Blog Talk so you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe right where you found it today see everything else that we're involved with there or on our website boomerandthebabe.com and everything else that we're involved in there as well uh, enough of my prattling this morning. We're going to get right to our guest now. Her name is Andrea Brundage. Andrea Brundage is a specialist in helping us deal with our clutter. Uh, and we're going to get into a conversation about clutter and how you have to organize yourself. And she's a professional organizer. So uh, welcome to the Boomer and the Babe Show. Andrea, how are you this morning? I'm good, Pete. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with your guests and to share a little bit of my passion about living a, a life that's free of chaos. Well, I tell you, we could always all use a little less chaos in our life now, no matter how we come to having less of it. I'm sure that uh, it's beneficial to all of us. Uh, your organization, you're the founder uh, of Simply Organized Solutions, also known as SOS. 
but prior to that, uh, if Deborah were here, she would ask you for your two-minute movie, a little movie about what you have done prior to SOS. So uh, now's, uh, now's an opportunity for you to tell us about Andrea Brundage prior to SOS. Okay, well, Andrea Brundage prior to SOS was a Corporate America employee and typically working in the accounting or administrative management uh, realm within businesses. And uh, often I would get into these positions and find that there were ways to streamline them, which I would immediately. And, you know, within a two- or three-year period of time, you're twiddling your thumbs and saying, okay, I need another mess to clean up because there is not enough to do here now. And after doing this for, you know, 20-some years, I realized, gosh, you know, I think there's a need here. I love going in and cleaning up the messes in the corporate world and uh, also it transfers over into households. But, you know, basically turning the chaos into calm is what my forte is. Um, There's an ability to be part project manager, part visionary, and, uh, you know, even part coach at times. Uh, for the more difficult situations where people have trouble, you know, letting go of things. So that that in a nutshell is kind of how I got to where I am today was just through a series of steps of, you know, cleaning up the messes in various organizations and then realizing, gosh, this is something I could do full time and and then that would promote the uh, the need that I have for constant change and constant improvement. So that is what I do. I I say that professional organizers is more than just fiddling with files. It's actually much more than that. And depending on the the client, it's it's individualized to their needs. So I love what I do. I'm very passionate and I'm also compassionate. So I can help people through situations that, you know, when they call me, oftentimes they're overwhelmed and feel like there's no hope. and, And actually there is hope. And so I say just throw up that SOS call Simple Organized Solutions, and uh, we'll get some help for you. Well, that certainly sounds great. Now, you work both in in the corporate realm, uh, small businesses and individuals, personal uh, in their households as well. Is that correct? I do. I specialize with business owners, but I definitely help the homeowner uh, as well. Well, that, the same principles a, go go across the board. You know, let's right. get some order in place. Let's get some systems in place. And and I I have the experience in the corporate world, and I also have an MBA degree, so I understand the whole management and underlying foundation of, you know, setting up a business properly. And if it's not been set up properly, then shoring up that foundation so it is secure. Let's let's talk just briefly about uh, the household situation. There's a lot of emphasis lately, or there seems to be. Maybe it's just my imagination, but it's, there seems to be an awful lot of inf- emphasis and news uh, about hoarding. Uh, is is hoarding is hoarding a big thing as everybody seems to think it is? I guess that's a strange way of asking it, but uh, is it? It is. Is it as com- uh, as common as it seems to be? It actually is, and interestingly enough, that has become a, um, a, a an actual diagnosis uh, in the medical world. And 
And uh, it's a problem that is um, not just about the stuff. It's actually a, a psychological problem, and it requires a lot of counseling to really get to the bottom of why this has occurred and why uh, why it's occurred. This typically relates to a trauma, but more than that, how can we we make that part of the trauma go away so we don't find ourselves back in the same situation. So we have experts in professional organizing who do deal with hoarders. Uh, I personally do not because I feel that their um, need is more than my expertise level because of the psychological aspect. I do do some coaching. Um, just it's inherent in what we do, but at that level, there's definitely a need for a higher level um, professional to come in and actually help them through the process. At what point do you think it goes from clutter, <laughs> uh, lack of organization, and just having a mess on your hands to hoarding? Where, is the, where do you think that line is? Well, I think it's pretty obvious when the hoarder stops inviting people over. Um, they don't want their children. They, it, what it becomes is a cocoon, and it keeps them um, safe from the outside world. Although it's not my kind of safe, it's their kind of safe. Um, but it also cuts them off from reality. And then it's a problem. And it, if there are children involved or spouses involved, then it can become a real problem because now you have a lot of dissension and, and tension and even health issues at times. Sure. Sure. So, and people can hoard, and I, I don't want to spend all this time uh, on that topic. Right. But, uh, but people can hoard almost anything and everything. Uh, for instance, you hear these stories of the the woman that has hundreds of cats in her mm-hmm. in her house. I mean, they can hoard right. cats. They can hoard items. They can hoard any kind any kind of possession. It's, it's still hoarding. It's hoarding, correct? That's that's correct. It takes on different forms, but you know maybe it's the um, people who have trouble throwing things away. And if you ever watch the TV shows, they'll you know go in and film a home where they haven't thrown garbage away in ten years. Mm. Mm. Or like you said, now we're hoarding cats. That's, mm-hmm. that's a creates a problem in and of itself. But you know it takes different forms. But the reality is, it's it's a it becomes a health issue. And it's also um, an issue that uh, sort of keeps people at bay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's a way for somebody to to hide if they don't want to if if they don't want to be social. Uh, right. It, or it they're gives, embarrassed. It gives them a it they're, gives them a refuge. Uh huh. Or they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed of their situation. They know they have a problem. And this is, you know, this is very often the case when people have problems or addictions or those kinds of things where we don't want the world to see it, so we kind of hide in our, our safe place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indifference to our happy place. Uh, so now what the... the, the the part of this that you're involved in is is short of that line of hoarding. Uh, what what is what is some of the most oh, uh, egregious situations that you've found and that that you've been able to uh, uh, change behavior or, or help people correct? 
Well, that's interesting that you mentioned behavior because that is the key to making this successful. So as professional organizers, we can go in and, and clean up messes, but if we don't help implement the systems that are easy to maintain, which is key, then, you know, two weeks or two months or two years down the road, our clients are in the same situation. So part of what we do is help implement systems of processing, whether it's paperwork or mail, um, a mindset of not delaying reactions, because if we delay reactions or decisions, we oftentimes find that things start piling up, whether it's paying bills, whether it's doing our laundry, whether it's filing paperwork, those kinds of things, if we don't um, act on them right away, can get the better of us, and then we go into the overwhelmed state. And once we get overwhelmed, it's pretty hard to dig ourselves out unless we have some clear direction of how to get out. Talk to me briefly, if you would, about handling mail. Uh, uh-huh. I, I know that my situation here is that we get a lot of we get a lot of mail. A lot of it is just plain junk mail. Mm-hmm. And and there are many times when I'll have on my desk, and I'm looking at my desk right now, and I've got probably 15 pieces of mail sitting on my desk. Uh, of those 15 pieces, I know what I basically know what's in them based on where it came from. I could probably just take the whole envelope and pitch it without even opening it. I mean, you should, I understand you should open them at least in case there's something good in there. Maybe somebody sent you a million bucks, but uh, <laughs> ch- chances are slim and none. And slim's on a horse leaving Dodge. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm but I'm thinking, well, you know, how? What should I do with my mail? Is it is there a process that you could give me that I, you know I I go to the mailbox and I come in with five pieces of mail. What should I do with that mail? I recommend standing by a garbage can and or the shredder and processing your mail every single day. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it's easy to tell what's junk mail and not, but if you feel inclined that you need to open each envelope, be standing by the garbage can or be standing by the shredder. And as you make a decision on that piece of mail, that one, it doesn't require your attention, two, it's trash, or three, it's something that needs to be dealt with later. Okay, mm-hmm. If it's trash or you don't want it, process it. Drop it in the garbage can or the recycle bin or the shredder immediately. I'm not a proponent of putting it on the kitchen counter and then bringing it into your office and then letting it pile up there. I like to have the system in place that processes it immediately. So you're doing it on a daily basis. It's just part of what you do. It's part of opening your email. It's part of listening to your voicemail. You process your mail every day. If it's something that does require follow-up, then obviously it needs to have a place on your desk or in a file folder so that it can be um, processed. If you need to pay a bill or you need to write a letter, those kinds of things, those are follow-up items. And um, that needs to be somewhere visual or somewhere that you go to frequently so that you can process those things. I also recommend, as far as bills go, If you can set up all of your statements, your utilities, your house payment, all of those kinds of things on automatic pay, that is a really good way to go because you don't have to worry about late fees. And we all know if we misplace bills and we 
don't get the check to them on time, they happily charge us not only a late fee but a finance charge, which can, exactly. you know, go upwards to $50. So right. that's pretty significant um, piece of paper that was misplaced. Well, I agree with that one 100%. I, I like to have the uh, the, the re- repeating bills, the monthly bills, mm-hmm. for instance, even, even the APS bill. Uh, sure. For those listening out of the area, that's Arizona Public Service. Uh, the, your, your power and light bill, you can get yourself on a uh, a bill payer plan where it's the same amount every month. They equalize it out, especially here in this part of the country where the summertime the bills go right through the roof because of the price of uh, the use of air conditioning. Uh, and then considerably less during the wintertime when it's relatively nice. Uh so you can get yourself equalized there. If you have the same car payment every month, you have, you have the same water bill every month. If you know exactly where your fixed numbers are and they don't fluctuate, so that it doesn't mess with it, it's anticipated that your bank balance is going to be reduced by that amount every month. That is really a great way to go. Mhm. Uh, yeah, and. It takes the takes the pressure off of having to write a check or contacting the company or even even paying by um, online. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to do that if you're set up for an automatic deduction from your checking account or an automatic charge to your credit card. So right. it, it definitely simplifies life and it eliminates late fees. Well, it does, and and it also uh, uh, almost just takes it off off the plate. I mean, it's almost as yes. if it's completely off the plate. I mean, there are a few things that uh, in this household that we have we pay once a year. One it, <laughs> one uh, is a, uh, a a fee for the insurance on the air conditioner and the and the uh, major appliances and so on and so forth. And the other one is for the an annual fee for the trash pickup and that type mm-hmm. of thing. I don't put those in there because, I mean, they, they may come at an inopportune time, frankly. I mean, they're a few hundred dollars. They may come at an inopportune time, and all of a sudden they're going to be shorted in that particular account if you're not right. careful. So, I mean, I let that bill come, and then I take care of it accordingly. <clears throat> but, I mean, for the most part, I think it's just an excellent advice for people to use that use that system that automatic pay system, one way or another, it just, it really just relieves a lot of uh, a lot of hassle. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get back to mail, though. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, magazines. Sure. Um, we have. If uh, I am of the opinion that if you haven't read a magazine in three months, you're probably not going to read it. Thank you. So I would suggest putting a little sticky or taking your little Sharpie and put that date on there. And the next time you see that magazine and you haven't opened it and that date has passed, it's time to either donate, recycle, or give away because chances are very slim that you're actually going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we don't want in our environments are a lot of these things that give you the message, you're, you're just not getting it done. You have too much to do. You're too busy. Because this creates a cycle of chaos. Gotcha. So we need to try try to eliminate those things that speak those kinds of words to us. Like, oh gosh, I was going to do that and I can't get it done and I'm, you know, overwhelmed. And we start having those kinds of, you know, negative talk in our head. 
and we sometimes don't even realize it. Unfinished projects is another area that you know they might be sitting behind a closed door, but you know subconsciously you have a lot of things in there that are undone. <laughs> Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And you have that magazine laying there, and you have the headlines on the front page of the magazine, on the cover of the magazine. Oh, so i got to read that one. That sounds good. And you set it aside for later reading, and later never comes. Later never comes, and then you get your next four magazines, and the next thing you know, you've got piles of magazines that are really speaking loudly to you now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. again, simplifying life trying not to delay decisions, and putting time-bound time requirements on things is helpful. Does, this, uh, does a lot of this, is a lot of this caused by just simple procrastination? Oftentimes it is, but I also have to say that we have a whole lot of information coming at us from a lot of different directions these days. Right. And and to actually be able, I think it... it uh, compromises our, even our ability to focus because sitting down to read a book, some people can still do that, but oftentimes people have a book in their hand and they have the cell phone beside them and they're checking their emails and beep, somebody wants them to play words with friends and there's this constant um, battle for your attention. And I personally do not feel that multitasking is a reality. I think it's a fallacy. Our brain can't handle that. So while we think we're being very effective doing three things at once, we're really at half speed doing most of these things. And if we're able to get back to the point where we can focus on one, we have a lag because we have re-ramp time. We have to get re-ramped and refocused on that one task. So um, I really dissuade people from thinking that they're multitasking. I wrote a blog on that. That is so... That is so much in tune with what I say. Uh, there, is, I don't think that there is such a thing as multitasking. Not even for the the, the human mind to be able mm-hmm. to. If if you think you're multitasking, and if you've got a job, a task that is going to take you 45 minutes, and you've got another task that is going to take you another 45 minutes, and to multitask, to think that you're going to get them both done in an hour is just not even thinking straight as far as I'm, <coughs> excuse me, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the time is the time. You still need to spend the time. And any time that you, are you, that you take uh, to, that diverts your thought process or your concentration from one gives short shrift to the other one. Absolutely. It can't help but do that. I mean, if you're if you're writing an email and you're talking on the phone at the same time, somebody's getting the short end of the stick there, either the email or the person you're talking to on the phone. Absolutely. It you actually know. reduces productivity. So it does. That's one of the reasons why I, I suggest to my clients that they have um, concentration-rich projects. They need to do those in the morning and without interruption. Because mm-hmm. we tend to be at our highest level of thinking in the morning when we're fresh and we you know, just starting out our day versus at 11 o'clock at night and you've been at it for the last 12 hours. So I suggest that, but I also suggest getting the habit of ignoring that telephone or those pop-ups or these kinds of things that are pulling our attention away from really the task at hand. 
So the theory being then that if you're gonna do if you're gonna be messing around on Facebook and Twitter, then you should do it between the hours of whatever and whatever, preferably not work hours, and do it at that at that time and enjoy yourself and have a good time with it then, rather than uh, letting it interrupt the middle of your day when all of a sudden an email comes by and says that somebody tagged you in a <laughs> somebody tagged you in a in a comment or something like that. Well, that but but also if you're working on a, a project, for example, that there's no place in your in your sphere, your your little world at that moment to have a pop up come up and let you know that so and so has commented on your comment. Mm-hmm. Or someone's posted a picture of you. You know, work is work and play is play, and and both have a place in our life. I'm all about balance, but you know, just be mindful. I, is my suggestion: be mindful of where your distractions are coming in, and control those distractions as much as you can. I mean, obviously there are emergencies. If your boss walks in the room and says he needs something right this minute, and it's an emergency, you have to deal with it. But you know, answering a a personal phone call when you're in the middle of a big business project just is not very productive. What is the 80-20 rule? The 80-20 it applies to lots of things in our lives, including our closets. So mm-hmm. the rule is we wear 20% of the clothes that we have in our closet. What that means is 80% of what we keep we never use. So... Keeping that in mind uh, makes it easier to actually start purging things. If you ask yourself, when was the last time I wore this? Or when was the last time I used this? Or when was the last time I opened that file? And if I'm not required by law to keep the file, could I possibly get rid of that now? So it's just kind of a, a, a numerical sense, a data sense of you know what really we use that we keep in our environments. It's sort of like 20% of the people do 80% of the work, the same type of deal. It still applies, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It certainly does. (laughs) You've got several of these facts here that you sent along uh, for us to kind of go over. I just want to kind of run through them real quickly. It says, the average U.S. executive loses six weeks' pay per year retrieving misplaced information. Yes. Yep. Explain explain have, how that happens, please. Okay. Well, first of all, I have verified this because I thought six weeks per year was a typo because mm. that is a significant amount of lost time. Now, if if you had an employee come and say, well, I want six weeks off per year, most, most companies aren't going to give you that. But in effect, we are giving people this because the U.S. executive is losing six weeks per year looking for lost information. So whether it's files, and that can be paper files or digital files, um, it can be folders. You know, it's it's typically something they need to do their job or to attend a meeting to be productive. So I think that number is staggering. That's staggering. It is. It is. And 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 the goal really is to to make that number obviously we're going to lose things that that just happens but 6 weeks per year is just totally unacceptable in my opinion so having the systems in place so these things don't happen whether it's electronic or paper filing um there are systems that can be implemented to critically reduce this number i i believe 
what are some of the suggestions you might have for establishing those uh, those systems? Well, one of the things I do with my clients is come in and do a, a, a flow analysis, a workflow analysis, so I understand you know, how paper is getting to them, what they do with it, and find ways to streamline these. Um, maybe the paper doesn't touch four hands, but it only touches two hands to get to you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't even need it on your desk. Maybe it's an electronic, let's put out a shared um, drive out there on our computer so we don't even have to print these papers out. So, you know, the initial idea of computers was, oh, gosh, this is great. We don't even have to have paper anymore. The reality is what's happened is we've created a lot more paper and a lot faster. <laughs> so yes. making really really good decisions about the whole process, the step-through process of um, does this need to touch four people? Do I even need this piece of paper? Can we delegate or defer or delete this step in the process? And and the goal is always to, of course, have what you need, but not to have more than you need. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one of the others here is that you say, the, your fact says that 25% of homeowners cannot park in their garage. That's correct. And why well, is that? Well, because they have too much stuff. Well, that explains why there's so many cars parked in driveways, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. You drive through the neighborhoods and most of the garage doors are open at some point as you drive by and you look in there and, boy, more often than not, the cars sit in the driveway and the inside of those garages are full of boxes and and sporting goods and things that need to be dealt with. But it's easy for us to just close that garage door and not deal with it. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty significant amount of space. And there's a there's actually a calculator out there that you can plug in um, the value of your home, whether it's, in, you know, you're an average rent district or high rent district or a low rent district, and try to figure out how much money it's costing you to store that stuff, whatever that stuff is. And, that, and that's kind of an eye-opener. But, yeah, we... we Again, garages are often a result of delayed decisions. It's easy to put stuff out in the garage and not deal with it. We just close the door to it. And, uh, yeah, before we know it, we're buried in stuff and we can't park in the garage. One of the other ones that kind of, I think, goes along with that is that one out of ten households pays for an off-site storage facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you say that's a $154 billion industry, which is amazing. I knew it would have to be up there, but that's amazing. Yeah, so now it becomes, okay, we're having, we have bigger houses, we have less children, we have more space, and yet we don't have enough room for all our stuff, so we're paying someone else to store this, these things that mean so much to us that we can't get rid of them, but yet... We don't have them in our presence. We have them off-site somewhere. So helping people understand, do, are we really valuing those things that are in boxes that are at a storage unit? Now, it's it's different if we're talking about a boat, for example, and the homeowner association says you can't have a boat on your property. Well, yes, you have to pay for off-site storage for that. What I'm really talking about here um as far as ways to correct this, is to get rid of the extra things, the 
boxes of papers, the clothes, the toys, the, those kinds of things that we don't even have them in our homes or around our homes. So why are we keeping them? You know, it, that that is amazing that people will put things in that facility, pay uh, X number of dollars for that use of that facility, and shut it away, lock it up, and never go back there for months, maybe even years on end, uh, and, and never go back to that location. It's just there. Well, and it's interesting to me, too, to find that um, television is actually doing shows on these now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, is like, that not I, a big I, business? Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I have to admit that uh, I do enjoy watching Storage Wars. <laughs> it, but, but the reality is, oh my gosh, people are all, they've been paying on these units and then they either quit paying or they forget about them. And then all of these treasures, exactly. that's quotations, exactly. are getting sold for 2 and $3 <laughs> or 200 <laughs> yes, or yes, or more. Uh, I've al- I've often thought, and I and I've said uh, to Deborah that if I ever had enough money that I could make a, a significant investment in something uh, in a in a in a lump sum, I think that that having a storage facility is nothing but a cash cow. Mm-hmm. I mean. Let these people come in, lock their stuff up, and just keep paying me the cash. You don't have any overhead to speak of. You got to pay for some lights. You got to pay for some insurance. Some cheap metal buildings, Quonset huts, basically, and sure. black and black topping the lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'd have to have fire and so on and so forth in there as well. I understand all that and insurance. Yeah. But when you get right down to it. You don't have to have a whole heck of a lot, and then you put a then you put a uh, uh, an apartment or a small on on the site house there. Hire somebody to live in there, and the the fact that they're living there becomes the major part of their salary. And you give them enough to buy themselves a couple of Wendy's hamburgers at night, and uh, <laughs> and you step away and just monitor. Yeah, and- and, and the people who who store their things there feel very comfortable because you have an on-site manager. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. What a cash cow that is. I would love to have that that kind of a deal. Yeah. I would just. I wouldn't want to manage it. I wouldn't want to be the one living in that house. But uh, I would love to be the absentee owner. That's for sure. I think that. Sure. Would, I think that would be great. Well, Digital clutter. As you, as you see here, it's a it's a huge industry nowadays. Oh, it is absolutely, and it's and there's something about I don't know I I don't know where where did you come from? Have you been here all along, Andrea, in Arizona? California. California. I came from Southern California. Well, you know that's big business there, and it's certainly big business here. I don't. I'm from back in the Midwest, and I don't remember that being the case back in the Midwest. I don't remember back in the day when I was. Uh, a youngin back there that uh, that they had these storage facilities. They probably did. I don't know, but I don't remember them. Well, they certainly weren't at the level that they are now, or and the vacant the um, um, occupancy rate was certainly not what it is now either. Because we are we're just a consuming society. We just consume and buy and buy and buy, and then we outgrow our space and then we have to find a place to put it but you know we have that attachment whether it's 
an emotional attachment or we just don't want to deal with it, kind of like the garage situation, mm. or we have that attachment with, gosh, I spent such and such amount of money on that. I can't just give it away. I can't just yeah. donate that. So, now, it, you know, there are a few things that come into play when we're talking about why we need to keep all this stuff. Yes, there are a few things. I, I'm always uh, amazed here uh, in the Sun City area in Arizona. Uh, I don't know if people are familiar with it. I know I'm sure you are. Mm-hmm. But this is a retirement community, a 55-plus community, and you drive down the street and the garage doors are open, and there are some of the garages are are full, but they're full of things like two cars and a golf cart. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got the Corvette, the 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 uh, Cadillac SUV, and the fancy schmancy golf cart in there. That's what they're taking up. But when they're out of there, that place, that garage is pristine. You could eat off the you could eat off the uh, the coated polished floor. It's just amazing. There's the other side of the story to that, though. I think. Yeah. The other side of the story is sometimes this is their second home. And I've had people say this to me. Oh, my gosh, I'm totally organized while I'm here in Arizona. I'm a snowbird. But, boy, if you could just come back to my house in Minnesota, that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's interesting, too, yes. Well, I tell you one thing, these these garages out here have some of the neatest-looking cabinets and cupboards I've ever seen. Uh, as as I drive by, and I go to my, I say to myself, well, uh, taking into exam uh, consideration now what you just said, now I can understand why my garage looks like it does because we live here year round. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> so you that's go. my excuse. If somebody ever says to me, yeah, your garage really is a mess, I'll say, but I live here year round. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Andrea. You gave me new uh, new hope. <laughs> you are sure welcome. Anything I can do to help. <laughs> Talk to me about digital clutter. Clutter is clutter is clutter is clutter, correct? That is correct. And, you know, digital clutter is one of those things we don't necessarily see, but it does catch up with us. If we save every email and every joke that's ever been sent to us and those kinds of things, next thing we know we're running out of room on our hard drives. Mm-hmm. So we either need to go get a new hard drive, ex- external storage, mm-hmm. very familiar word here, to yes. hold all of our things. That we wouldn't know where to, <laughs> mm-hmm, and we wouldn't yep. know where to find it probably if we wanted to look for it. So okay. being very careful of just because it's not in our physical space, it's still there, and it can eventually end up costing us money that is unnecessary to spend. And it slows down the computer, and there's there's loss of productivity there. And it, uh, sure. Just, you know, how many times have you been on the phone, or I've been on the phone myself, and I've said, oh, my computer's slow today. Or somebody yeah. says, uh, it's, I'm waiting for it to, uh, waiting for it to come up on my computer. It's running slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. my favorite saying is I'm, I'm just sitting here waiting for it to come around on the guitar again. Uh, that I'm dating myself by even knowing that line from that song, but um, yeah, that's 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 really all part and parcel of the fact that uh, I've got too much stuff on my computer, stuff, and it's just stuff. Uh, I go to my Word document file and I look in there and I says, I gotta clean this out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just gotta clean yeah. this up. 
I may right. I may have I may have a version of a of a uh, a confirmation which I know I sent you for the show. Uh, I must have five or six versions of that, and I don't need them all. Mm-hmm. I just need the most yeah. recent one. So. And, and, you know, there are ways to manage. When I'm talking digital clutter, I'm not just talking about what we're saving on our hard drive, but I'm also talking about the amount of mail that comes to our inbox. If we're getting bombarded with and signing up for all of these, you know, subscriptions to newsletters and free ads and promos and Groupons, and, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and we find we're not responding to it, and it's just filling up our inbox, we are again in the place of delayed decisions, and -hmm. those things pile up. And if we have a 1,000 unread emails in our inbox, we need to do something about it. That's too much because, what again, what that speaks to you is, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. I can't even get to my inbox. I'm buried in my inbox. So managing those kinds of things, unsubscribing from lists, even setting up filtering systems that automatically put like with like type emails in folders for you to get to later. And then you find you don't get to those emails later, it's just like a magazine. If you haven't read it in three months, it's time for it to go. Mm-hmm. So you know you can do some things to clear that clutter out of your life. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing you say that type of thing. I, I have everything. I mean, I've got so many. Part of my problem is i got emails all over the place. i got... I got a host at for the show. I've got a Peterson Brown for some of the things that we do with with our uh with our other clients. I've got my personal email. Deborah has her personal email. We have our we have our cell phones that get texts and so on and so forth. Um uh on my personal email as an example, I've got I got people's I've got people's names. This guy sends me a joke. I like how it goes under his name, so I know where I got it from. And I mean, I got I got five or six people's names for things that they send me, and I just file it. One's my daughter for anything with the grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and but I have to make it a point because I look over there, and some of that stuff I can see because the thing is in. Uh, I know that there's uh, skatey eight million emails in there, but uh, uh, skatey eight thousand of them are not read because. They got a black number, a heavy black number that says that's unread, and I just and I threw it in there because it was it was a quick thing to do as I was clearing out the inbox. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize is that all that email is still on your machine and it still slows it down, even if it's not in your inbox. It's over there under that guy's name or that woman's name. It still slows down your 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 productivity. Right. So if that if you see. That folder that you've set up, if it's bolded, that does mean there's unread emails in there. And again, the mm-hmm. same um, the same system could apply to the, your email as applies to your unread magazine articles. Yes. If you haven't, you can sort them by date. If you haven't read them and you can do just a quick perusal of them and can just get them out of there, that's one less thing. And I call these things. I, I replied it. I I respond to things a lot because what I'm talking about are these unfinished projects. I call them monkeys. So you always have these little monkeys that are chattering at you, and monkeys are unfinished business. Mm -hmm. And so we need to either put the monkeys in a cage or we need to deal with them, (laughs) one or the other, because they do talk to us. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, (laughs) um, 
I don't call them monkeys. I call it something else. Uh, <laughs> you and, care to share that? <laughs> uh, no, not no, not not right now. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the the the. The point I think I was making, though, is I can go, I, and I just did this. I honestly just did this, well, probably about 10 days ago. Uh, I went in and I went through all of those folders and looked at what was in those folders. And some of them were some of the funniest jokes I've ever seen in my life. And I'd like to have remembered them and kept them, but I wasn't going to set up another folder for just the funniest jokes I've ever seen in my life. So I just deleted them all because, you know what, all those jokes, they have a tendency to come back again. (laughs) Sooner than, you know, three, six months from now, you're going to hear that same joke again and somebody else is going to send it to you. So now you've got it in three or four people's different boxes. So I said the heck with it. And I just cleaned out all those files. I just delete, 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 delete. And it was a heyday. And I went up and I felt really relieved to know that 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 stuff wasn't there anymore. Isn't that a, it, it? It really is. It's a sense of relief, which is, you know, when when I t- talk to my clients about moving chaos into calm, this is this is exactly what happens when we get rid of some of these things that are out there undone, mm-hmm. or unnecessary well, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the same way with your laundry that piles up. I mean, anything mm-hmm. that you allow to pile up, if, if you've got piles, piles are. You, you, let's put it this way. People shouldn't have piles. Take that word any way you want. I don't care. You shouldn't have piles. And once you've cleaned up the piles and the piles are no more there, no longer there, you always feel better. I, I can't think of any other way to say it. Whether it's laundry, clutter in your inbox, magazines stacked up, uh, mail that's not been processed. If it starts forming a pile, you got something that's going to potentially mess with you. Somewhere mm-hmm. along the line. Yeah, and I, I think too, if we find that we continually end up in the same space where we're overwhelmed and we do have piles all around us, we really need to stop and think about: Is this really my comfort zone? Is this where I, I keep finding myself back here? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. I say I don't like it, but I keep creating it. Sometimes it's a little deeper than just not getting to it. It even, <clears throat> excuse me, they they. They say that even if things, we don't like things, oftentimes we do it because it's what we know and we find ourselves back there again and back there again. So sometimes dealing with underlying situations helps us uh, get over these hurdles that keep putting us back in the same place. Well, it's amazing, I think, how people with their underlying hurdles or issues or uh, un, unprocessed uh, unprocessed stuff uh mm-hmm. in their life uh it it shows up in many different ways uh i've had any number of people on the show that have talked about the fact that what do you have going on in your head can affect your health as well i mean mm-hmm. it, it can affect you in many different ways it can manifest itself in many 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 different ways and mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to have a good clearing you need to have a good clearing uh mm-hmm. it, it's it's one thing. It's one thing to uh, get rid of it, but like you say, if you don't take care of the base problem, it's probably going to come back. And you'll often hear in, in this, the world that I live in, the professional organizer world, um, that the external environment is actually a reflection of what's going on internally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So ideally, I really enjoy working with clients who are already um, enlightened and working with a life coach, saying, "I need to." 
I need to make some changes here. Because there has there's a commitment factor definitely to making this work. Um and if we can, you know, together help deal with the clutter that's internal and external, oh gosh, we can make huge, huge progress in a quick quick amount of time and really create some change, which is what we want. We want to help people you know, find the change that they need to live their best life and their balanced life. Let's talk briefly. Uh, we're starting to get down to the to the short rows, as they say in okay. the farm and they say in the farmland. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the business model uh, and you know the SOS model as far as time management and uh, critical skills and so on and so forth. Okay, so when I'm talking about business model, I'm talking about goal setting here because you you have to have some clear vision and and the the goal setting model that anyone who's gone to business school has has probably encountered is a smart business model and it means that your goals need to be specific, they need to be measurable, action oriented or aligned, they need to be realistic and they need to be time bound. Now they're wonderful models, but I have my own little take on this. So for me, the S stands for setting a clear intention. You have to be clear about where you want to go and how you're going to try to get there. But being setting this clear intention is key. Uh, we can write things down on a list all day long, but unless we're clearly intent about getting there, it's just words on a piece of paper. <clears throat> and the SOS goal-setting model, the M stands for being mindful, and that's being mindful of traps, whether it's bad habits, uh, whether it's when we find we're we're getting really stressed out and we're dropping back into um, habits that haven't been conducive for getting to where we want to go. So be mindful. And then acknowledging poor habits. Um, habits are hard to break. There's no doubt about that. And, and again, if you're mindful, you can acknowledge these poor habits and, and start changing the process. And then refraining from negativity is the R. Um, Self-talk is really powerful. So if we're doing it on a negative uh, front, that really undermines our goal setting and our goal reaching um, desires. And then time is of the essence because if not now, then when? So that, that's the SOS, the Simple Organized Solutions take on the smart business model of goal setting. I think it, it relates well to, to people these days who kind of, you know, can apply some business models to our personal lives. Before we came on air, I was I was talking to you uh, about some of these things, and you we mentioned or I mentioned I think that it's uh, uh, just like a business plan is uh, sort of work, plan your work and work your plan, uh, and that's got to be done in with regard to dealing with. Uh, clutter and whatever else you have going on, you have to have a, you have to have a plan, and then you have to work it. Yeah, and and you have to manage it. If you're going to build a house, you don't just start building. You typically have the plan. You have the blueprint. You know mm -hmm. what that house is going to look like, and you can change it along the way. But you have a pretty good idea what this is going to look like, and then you just bite off the chunks. You start with the foundation. You add the walls, and, and this is the same way that you tackle these kinds of organizing projects. Like they say, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time, and that's how we tackle these big projects is one piece or one milestone at a time. Right, exactly. And I think that's a good thing to every, for everybody to remember, uh, that 
there, there, this didn't happen overnight, and it's going to take more than overnight to undo it. Mm-hmm. So what's, I, what's nice? I think what's nice too about setting up milestones is that once you reach them, um, you can reward yourself, and I encourage a lot of rewarding because. You know, like you said, it didn't happen overnight. It's not going to get fixed overnight, but we need to also stay inspired to keep reaching that goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So rewards are key, whether it's, you know, a spa day or it's, you know, I'm going to take Friday off, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that moves you, make sure to take care of uh, rewarding yourself. Keep you a, chocolate mil- a chocolate milkshake. Okay. That works too. <laughs> Well, Andrea, I tell you, it's been a pleasure. This hour has just absolutely flown by. Talking about managing time, uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. think we I think we managed it pretty well today. Uh, I think. Uh, now is your opportunity to give what uh, I warned you was going to happen: your shameless self promotion. So, uh, tell everybody how they can get hold of you, uh, whether they can work with you on the phone, whether it's an in person situation. What are the various alternatives? as far as Andrea, uh, working with Andrea is concerned to, to help uh, solve some of these issues. Okay. Well, of course, I'm, I'm always available on the Internet. I have a website, which is uh, www.sos-llc.com. And when you go there, if you're interested, you can sign up for my top free 10 organizing tips, uh, which will put you on in, in my database, and you'll receive... Uh, various emails from me throughout the year that uh, might inspire you to either get organized or stay organized, stay on track. So you're welcome to uh, sign up for that. I'm also available uh, by phone at 480-382-1085. And, of course, I'm on Facebook at Simple Organized Solutions. Uh, I also have a, a blog called Simplify and Thrive, and that's at wordpress.com. So uh, I would encourage you to go out and take a look and, and check out what I do. Uh, I am currently offering a promotion for the listeners, uh, 10% off my discovery session price. And the discovery session is a 60-minute session we can either do by phone or in person, dif- depending on the situation. And we will come up with some priority areas that, if they were organized, would give you just a huge boost in your life and get you on the right track. Uh, And from that discovery session, you receive an action plan of how to actually tackle some of these projects. And then we can either move forward with a bundle package for um, professional organizing hours, or you can take the project on yourself. So I thank you all for listening, and I hope you got a little niblet of something that you can use in your, your life to turn your chaos into calm. Well, thank you very much, uh, Andrea, for being a, a guest on the show today. Uh, I am certainly uh, think that what you had to say and what you have to offer is beneficial for a lot of people that are maybe not even as um, disorganized, or maybe they're more disorganized than they think they are in some cases because this has just become a way of life and uh, it's just the way they live. And uh, for, the, for that reason, maybe... Uh, they've had an opportunity or will have an opportunity by listening to the archive of the show at some point in the future to say, well, you know, maybe I can still gain something or maybe there's something for me to be gained by that. So uh, I hope they do go to your website and, and download that uh, that those 10 points. Uh, 
because I'm going to do that right after the show. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to I'm going to get that coming my way because I still have to take care of this mail. Thank you, Pete. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for being our guest uh, today or my guest today, and uh, I, I'm I'm sure we'll probably be talking at some point in the not too distant future. All right, Pete. You have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks. You do the same, Andrea. Thanks again. Okay. Bye-bye. And that was Ms. Andrea Brundage with SOS. Uh, SOS is Simple Organized Solutions. You could reach her at www.sos-llc.com, sos-llc.com, and she will be able to help you with all of your organizing needs, uh, be they in the home or be they at business at your business, uh, and she can certainly hopefully hopefully take care of some of your your pressing problems that may be causing you to lose time and probably some sleep along the way as well. That'll be it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with two shows. We have a 9 o'clock show, of course, which is our straight-down-the-middle golf show, and then we have another Boom of the Babe show followed at 11, following at 11 o'clock uh, later in the morning. Hope you'll join us for both of them. If not, find us on the website at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Boomer and Babe. And we hope to have you listening to our shows on the archives or live, whichever suits you best. Until then, everybody, thank you for listening. Take care. Have a great afternoon. Bye now. to the world. Be sure to follow us on Twitter where we tweet as Boomer and Babe and on Facebook as Pete Peters 47. As always, you can friend us on Blog Talk Radio or sign up for our newsletter at boomerandthebabe.com. Email us at host at boomerandthebabe.com with any of your comments. Remember, at 50, you're just getting started. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.